Hi, and welcome back to the How to Decorate podcast from Ballard Designs. We want to teach you how to decorate your home and unleash your inner decorator. So we'll be interviewing interior designers, stylists, and other talents in the design world, sharing the trials and triumphs of our own homes, and also answering your decorating questions. I'm Caroline. I run the Ballard Designs blog, How to Decorate. I'm Taryn Schwartz, and I'm on the product design team at Ballard. And I'm Karen Mooney. I'm head up, a head up branding at Ballard. You'd think after all these weeks, I'd be able to say that. <laughs> Apparently, no. Mm-hmm. We're your hosts. Thanks Hi. for listening. Okay, let's do our trials and triumphs. Okay. Karen, do you want to go first? Yes. I would love to. <laughs> yes. I have many. Um, for my trial this week. I had, it's more of a question for you guys. How do you store, and you're going to say you don't, and that's fine. (laughs) Wine? No, we just drink it. (laughs) Come on, that's not it. So I have um, a box I keep of all my stuff from essentially college on of like Mm -hmm. memory stuff. But but, yeah, so I knew Karen was going to answer that way. So part of me is like, Karen doesn't, I mean, Karen doesn't have framed photos. You know she does not keep in memorabilia from college. Like a a lock of some boy's hair that you dated? (laughs) No, Living David's! No, I don't have a lock of hair. What is in the box? Give us an example. Like, I, a I have a similar box. from a restaurant where you had like your first date. Isn't that kind of stuff? No, because that was high school. So that's all still like my parents <laughs> I have a box. To laugh. I have like photos printed out. How big is this box? Well, mine from okay. college is like this Just big. based on your Wait, hands, yeah. I yeah. need to. It's like, an, like a, a, maybe a foot long. by 12 like, by 12 by 4. Yeah. It's a better size box. Mine's like the big Tupperware. <laughs> well, I had mine from like my mom made me from with all my like kid stuff is that big. Yeah, so but I have, have multiple boxes. <laughs> okay, where do you keep them? Under our guest room bed. It's not a. It's not an awesome. You don't spot have for a it. basement, really. Yeah, we have a basement. Well, this is part of my trial. <laughs> oh, triumph. then don't don't. <laughs> but you can't. I art. wouldn't store paper down there. Okay, because it's yeah. damp. Yeah. yeah, that's how I feel about mine. So where do you so store paper? yours, Taryn? Well, it was in the room that is now the nursery. Right. So now it's like, it's in mm. the guest room, but there's not room for it. So it needs to like decrease in size get one of those um i have one of these actually because i do have some of my children's ephemera (laughs) in the basement (laughs) of you know their drawings they did and report cards i don't know random stuff that people keep including me and you can get those bins that are really flat and Mm -hmm. long with wheels and they just go under a bed why don't you put that in your guest room i can does your bed go all the way to the floor in there so my bed in there i need a taller bed because I do have those under my bed, the long Tupperware. But it's my clothes. Many. But it's clothes. Yeah, it's not, which is much more important. You have a lot of stuff. Okay, we, I feel like we I know that's why I need. I need to cleanse. Think you might need happen. to Can take I give your maternity leave and clear out some stuff. Okay, <gasps> I know I need just to. Watching the Olympics, you might need to be clearing some stuff out. My mom is gonna hate the suggestion. If she Mom. ever listens to this episode, because I always send my junk to her house. So no. like, like if that's your solution is offloaded on your mother. It depends I, on the as thing. a mother. I I'm I hate you right now for saying I that. Know, like, but she has so much closet junk. space. 
Yeah, but if you don't even need it in your house, why does she need it in her house? Throw it away. I know. That's why I'm saying she would hate this idea. What is junk that y'all are holding on to? So the sad part is you asked me for an example what was in there, and I couldn't actually yeah, answer you, which means it's, bin. it's not necessary. But then when I go through it, I'm mm. like, oh, you know what I mean? I have that emotional, like, oh, my yeah. gosh. But then it's like you said, I can't tell you what's in there, so why am I okay. keeping it? I could probably toss it and not miss I anything. Bet, here's, here's, my, here's my thought. Why don't you go through it and you allow yourself to keep some, but you got to purge it way down. So that it could fit like in the top of a linen closet or like somewhere more manageable. You're right. I just know know Karen's really right. (laughs) Karen's face right now. Only like the really best stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There's photos or something like. There's a lot in there that's like. Like, do you need your palm corsage? No. But like. Yes, you do. I'll wear that on a Saturday night. (laughs) But you know, like a cute photo that you printed off or something. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, make a photo album and then throw the rest away. Yeah. Triumph this week. Mm. So, recently on the podcast near you, I discussed the death of my fiddle leaf. So, yes. Yes. And so Mm -hmm. we had, um, what's her name? Just remind me. We had an OA listener. Allison. Allison, I think. Allison from, I don't know where she's from, but. Allison, Allison wrote in and recommended that I buy a fern. Staghorn fern. Staghorn. I was about to say wall horn. So I'm <laughs> glad you said staghorn. Um, fern. And so I thought that was a great idea because it goes in the wall and that gives me mm-hmm. more. I, I need every square foot that's under. So I, it's great. It's a great idea. And so I looked him up and shook David too because he's. Somehow he was into the plant thing. thing yeah, this. Yeah. He, this is he's invested. He's invested. Yes. Yeah. And he really liked it. So awesome. we went out and um, we haven't found the right one yet, but we're totally getting one. So awesome. stay tuned. That is our plan. I want some pictures of the nursery when you are ready to post those because, first of all, you have I've great taste. And I think that it's think hard to always think about a kid's room in a non-kid way. Mm-hmm. And you doing this whole nursery in black and white sounds so chic to me. And I want to see some pictures. So when you are ready and you get your fern, take some pictures and let's put them up. She saw some oh, pictures. Yeah. Didn't you see them? Not on the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay, I want to hear my trial. Yes. Okay. <sighs> Deep exhale. Um, So things just disappear in my house. They just disappear and go somewhere. I don't know where they're okay. going. <laughs> It's Explain. a chronic issue. Okay. So the latest examples are like three paring knives and washcloths. I think I know the culprit. Well, it Teenage has to be boys. my child. Yes. <laughs> what are they doing with like a three inch paring knife? I'm sure they use it to cut something and like broke it and didn't want to tell you. But the right? three of them? I'm like, what are you doing? I, I said to myself, I'm like, okay, look, I'm pretty sure it's you. You are guilty, <laughs> or you or your friends. But what are you doing with these? Like, are you whittling sticks? Like, what are you doing with my knives? And then washcloths. So every bathroom oh. in my house has a different color set of towels. And that's so when I launder, I know which one goes in which bathroom. Right. So I have this one guest room upstairs. And my cousin is, is uh, was staying here the other night. She's like, oh, hey, huh, do you have a washcloth? I'm like, where are all the washcloths for that bathroom? That's the gray bathroom. All the towels in there are gray. There's one washcloth left, and I had to go get it out of my bathroom to put it up. I'm like, where are, where are they going? Where are they going? They're probably behind the washer and dryer. They're with every missing sock. 
that's in, <laughs> in my life. I think you're right. I think it's the kids because I can remember growing up, we'd take like my parents' hair, like my mom's hairbrush, and she would like rage. She'd be like, why can I not get a hairbrush? Yeah. So I mean, I guess you don't. I guess as a kid, you don't think that, that those things matter. It was just an item. Yeah. Whereas I have a full inventory of every single thing in my house in my yeah. head, and I know where it all is <laughs> and where did it go. Where it lives. It makes my house nuts. Like, nuts. Because I've when told you. When things disappear? Yes. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I've told you, like, we'll go out of town, we'll come back, and then he does a physical inventory of our whole entire house. You know, like, he walks through every room and looks through every nook and cranny, and, like, where is the matchstick that was here that I burnt three <laughs> I weeks ago? he remembers that. Oh, no, it's exhausting. <laughs> so then the, you know, the case of the disappearing items is a problem. So that's my trial because now I'm like, like secretly buying pairing knives and sneaking them into the butcher block. So he doesn't notice when things are going missing. I'm hmm. trying to like be the peacemaker. <gasps> oh, it's exhausting. Sorry. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, I feel like something got broken and did not want to be admitted. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing I can come up with. Right. And also, I know that I did that when I was a kid. Right? <laughs> hey, let's go slash tires. Take all the knives. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's not happening. I hope, yeah. Right? I doubt it. Highly doubt it. <laughs> They're probably doing, a, you know, a craft project, some scrapbooking, some origami Definitely. work. Mm, I bet totally. that's what they're working totally. on. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, you know, <laughs> making some kind of fabulous chef's dinner for me. For sure. They're practicing their knife skills. <gasps> Maybe he's going to be a f- cook. You may be. Maybe. You just haven't seen the food yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caroline, your turn. <laughs> How am I going to follow that up? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it was a high bar this week. I don't like to store stuff in our, well, certain things I don't mind storing in our basement, but some things like paper items, our basement can be kind of, um, and nothing's like, like we don't have a water problem down there. It's just that things get kind of dewy, dewy. musty. Yeah, mm-hmm. things get musty. Um and we have a dehumidifier down there to help like pull out some of that moisture. But the problem is you gotta go down into the basement like once a week and empty the dang humidifier. Have it dehumidifier. Have it put into your uh, sump pump or whatever. So it just That is my oh. trial oh, okay. slash triumph. Okay, good. Um <clears throat> I have been like Will had mentioned, like we can just have it drain. Yeah. He just had to like go do the stuff. But I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so that's why we have Google. Yeah. Well, so he finally did it and made me really happy. But that so, is life changing. So honestly. now we can like put things down there that like, like my box of college <laughs> knickknacks. It does things. change the whole yeah. smell and everything of the basement. It's so, crazy because you're I'm really right. excited about that. Had, and especially in Atlanta, it's so humid in the summer. You have to go mm-hmm. down there like twice a day to empty those and things. And the thing that's frustrating is like, it's, it's not like there's like, there's not like puddles on the ground. It's not like a water problem. It's not a drainage problem. It's just a, it's more, it's, yeah, it's Moisture. just being underground yeah. in the really. earth. So it's yeah. kind of gross. Um, well, have you guys ever, um, I learned this in college. So if you have a bag of cookies, you've baked cookies or whatever, and you want them to stay moist, you put a piece of bread in there because things uh, in a contained item all will seek the same level of moisture. So the bread dries huh. out and the cookies stay soft, but they're all like equally the same. So the bread appears very hard and the cookies appear very soft, but they're like, huh. the moisture level is becoming equal in that space. And I think the same thing happens in a basement where, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. everything down there is seeking the same moisture level. So mm-hmm. the dirt around you, you know, yeah. if, you know, it rains a lot and it seeps down into the dirt and it, like all that's going to the paper and the fabric mm-hmm. and everything that's down yeah. there. And it that's that musty smell. Yeah. 
Anyway, I, I don't know. I made all of that up except the cookie part. I know it works. If you want to keep your cookies fresh, put a piece of bread in your Ziploc. Okay, so do we feel like that was accurately, that was enough of a trial and a triumph? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was okay. great. Okay. So I get to introduce our guest this week. So Laura is a, a local retailer and interior designer, and I know her through friends of mine, Dennis and Drew, Dennis Dean and Drew Brown, who um, are neighborhood friends. And I see her probably once or twice a year at all of their get togethers. So their right. Christmas parties or whatever. And every year Dennis is like, you should do something with Laura. She's an interior designer. You should have Laura in your podcast. She's an interior designer. And then we're both like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we forget. <laughs> yeah, but here I am. But this has been going on for like a year and a half. Um, so finally, we got you over here, Laura. Welcome. Thank you. I'm happy yeah, to be here. Yeah, you own a beautiful shop here in town called Verde Home. Yes. But in addition to that, you are a highly skilled interior designer. And I didn't know all this about you. You have been all over the world doing this, which is kind of cool. I've been lucky. Yes. Yeah. How did you end up going, I think it was the UK and then Italy and then all around. Tell us, give us your background. Yeah. So I was reading your biography and I was like, and I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how. You I know. I feel like I had two different lives. When I went to school, I went to Wake Forest and I went there because they had a study abroad program in Venice. And I knew mm. I was like, oh, I want to go there and study. And I studied <laughs> art history. And then I just kind of kept the bug going. Um, I moved back to Atlanta Got a job here for an interior designer, learned a lot, made a lot of friends, then moved to the UK and lived there for four years, I guess it was. Had a business partner there who was actually from Atlanta. It's all friends of friends of friends, right? <laughs> That's how we work. Um, and we had a business together. We did a lot of renovation work, which was really exciting and fun. And then we also would ship containers of antiques back to the US, back to Atlanta specifically. I started doing antique shows around the Southeast. What, you were going to shows and showing the stuff that you purchased and selling it? Right. That's a lot of work. It was a lot of work. Did you like but that? I was really young then. Oh, uh, yeah. Strong. Energy. Yes. yes. <laughs> I loved it. And because I was living abroad, I missed being home. So it was just another excuse to come home and work and see family and friends and do all of it together. But when you were an art history major, did you know you wanted to be an interior design? Or you... I did not. Okay. I thought I wanted to work in an art gallery. So coming back and then um, interning for the interior designer, interning is that what you said, or just working for them? I one? worked for it. So basically for nothing. Is that what, it was <laughs> like an internship? Sort of yeah. like an internship. So is that what started your passion? Is that how yes. you landed there? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. I would say so. I mean, my mom was always really good at it and it always interested me and got to decorate my own, probably the same story that every interior designer has. You know, you got to decorate your own room when you were young and rearrange the furniture, mm -hmm. hang the art on the walls, do all that. So they certainly fostered that in me. And what did your room look like? Oh, wow. So this was <laughs> in the early 80s. So my room was mauve. Yes. Yes. Right, with emerald green carpet. I was going to oh. ask if there was any sea foam. So emerald green. Emerald green was hot then. Yes. <laughs> yep. And for some reason, I also wanted to live in the outdoors. So I had a loft with like shingles over it somehow it was bizarre <laughs> I, mean, did you I mean it was in the basement so you know you could do anything in the basement True. or the terrace level as we like to call it now that sounds but awesome. it was amazing did it your was, dad build fun. this for you your loft with shingles he did not although my dad was very handy um they actually hired someone to to do that for me yeah wow. so did you get to yeah. like dream this up and they had it built yes and that's awesome yeah 
uh-huh. they definitely fostered your creative design. Yeah, yeah, creativity design. They did. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And they finally had to tear it down and make it into a guest room. So did you do, a, I mean, you did a lot of design work abroad. Did you feel like there was any difference between the way people decorated there versus here? Oh, I think there's a lot of difference. So after London, I moved to Venice, or not Venice, sorry, Venice, London, then Milan. And so Italy is very different. Like they don't really, even though they have decorators, they don't really believe in decorators. Mm -hmm. They have architects and the architects do all the interior design there. Mm -hmm. Um, And every Italian thinks they have, you know, their inner diva designer and they know what they're doing. And yes, they do have a lot of taste and good furniture and things like that but it's very different they would never so i never worked as an interior designer really in italy except for other expats Uh even though you know i was in the italian community and could speak the language it's just it was just very different so we would we would still bring containers of antiques back but it certainly influenced my design and how i wanted to do design when i came back to the states that's awesome yeah where did you learn about the antique part of the dealing yeah, I think that was from the interior designer that I started working with here in Atlanta. Yeah, and so she would take me on buying trips with her. We'd go to she France and England. It was a great learning experience. Oh, my gosh, It's yes. amazing yeah. that there's anything left in Europe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. I mean, we're all over there all right. the time buying up big container containers full of stuff and bringing yeah. it back and putting it in our houses. I know. It is amazing. <laughs> it's not empty. It's like an empty field over there now. And you know yep. the Europeans are not coming here to, like, buy American They like geez. modern. Because everything is so old around them. That's Mm -hmm. what I've noticed. Right. Is that, you know, every house is a bazillion years old. And so they just can't stand old stuff. They want modern, sleek. Mm -hmm. Italians are interesting like that, too. Like they'll have like, you know, this old fantastic villa that's like crumbling around you. But then then they'll have this beautiful, modern, modern furniture and art inside of it. Mm -hmm. And it works. Mm-hmm. That juxtaposition, they just, they could do that so well. They've mastered mm-hmm. that mix. Yeah. Plus, I don't think they think of those things, those older things as precious like we do. It's just right. their world. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, um, a guy that we work with, Rick Lorenzo, he's always joking about, he's like, you can't dig a hole in Italy because if you start digging anything, you're going to like hit a ruin and then suddenly <laughs> the government's involved and you have to stop a project. He's like, you can't build a pool. You can't put in a right. driveway. If you start digging, <laughs> suddenly like there's a coliseum beneath your house. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Right. I want to just have like wine and spaghetti with Lorenzo and just like pick his brain. I don't know. He would let you. <laughs> he might judge the way you eat your spaghetti. But... <laughs> oh, that bugs me. When my daughter eats her spaghetti, I'm just like, no, no, don't eat it like that. <laughs> well, you do. Don't now do that you've had your teaching actually living there. Yes. Now, what is the proper so, way for us to eat our spaghetti? So you take your fork. Mm-hmm. You never need the big spoon. Right. No spoons. You take your fork and you put a little bit of spaghetti on it, and then you just twirl it against the side mm-hmm. of your dish, and then you eat it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Okay. That is the magic. <laughs> That's it. That's the magic touch. <laughs> and you don't cut up your food. That's the other thing. Oh, you and cutting up all your pasta. Or any food, like yeah. cutting it all up and then... Eating. Oh, until 400 bites and eating pepper. Oh, that drives me crazy. <laughs> so you just, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. Single Manners. Bite? Yeah, single bite. Is okay. Single bite yeah. and then eat it. I was like, it. wait, they don't cut it all? I'm no, confused. you pick up the steak and just gnaw. <laughs> I'm like, just I grab did the not bone. notice this when I was abroad. I feel like I would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You would have, yeah. So opening a retail store, why did you do that? Because I feel like interior designer, that's one thing. And then a retail right. store, that's a whole other level of something 
why I feel like you have to deal with people on a daily basis. There's customer service issues, inventory issues. Right. Like, I, other people I've heard is like, well, I couldn't find the things I wanted and I wanted to bring those to the market. What was your reason? That wasn't my reason at all. <laughs> I mean, and it was a process because when I moved back, I opened up a little shop, a little antique shop in Atlanta just to kind of, you know, wet my feet again and see how that would go. But honestly, like I could barely stand sitting still for like five hours because you had to have the shop open so people could come buy stuff. Right. <laughs> you couldn't just put on the door like they do in only. Italy. Right. And Call I, me. I did do that. Naively, I put appointment, mm. you know. Here, like, I think I did like 12 to four or four days a week or by appointment. Like, seriously, you're right. really not going to sell stuff that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know that always intimidates me when I see that in a door. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can make an appointment. Whereas in Italy, it was just normal. Right. But yeah, no, it didn't translate here. That was one of the things that didn't translate well. <laughs> you, you were like, I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. It's yeah. Work. Yeah. No. yeah. No. So you have a store. Yes. And how does that Im- do you, when you design or yes. when you do your jobs, do you bring your stuff from the shop? like, Or do you get it all or, from Ballard? <laughs> I like to do it all. I mean, everything's a mix, right? Yes. The high, that's true. the low, the bright, the calm, the dark. I mean, just everything. Just I like mixing it all up. And of course, it depends on the client. Okay. So on a number of things, it depends on their budget, mm-hmm. their style, mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. I, I'm much more about them than about my style, which I think is so fun. Mm-hmm. Like we do traditional, we do modern, we do mix. I mean, do you like when they have lots of pieces for you to work with, or do you like blank slate? Well, I'm not going to lie. Everybody wants a big blank home to work with. <laughs> <laughs> Ten thousand square feet would be great. <laughs> Nothing in it. Unlimited budget. Obviously. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet, but we're hoping for that. But I think it's more fun, really, when people already have things. Because that's really the first thing we do. We go in and say, okay, let's see what you have, what you love. Let's find the best spot for it and then work around that and see where your holes are and what you need. What kind of issues are people facing these days? Because, you know, like you said, a 10,000 square foot home or like really large rooms that have no walls or whatever. What are some sort of things that you're seeing recurring again and again that people are having a hard time solving? But their houses are too big. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and then they're trying to spread their budget way too thin mm. and fill this big house, and then it doesn't mean anything to them, you know, right. or they haven't, like, you've got to layer your house to make it personal. So, okay, mm-hmm. maybe they've gotten the basics. They have a sofa. They have a coffee table, maybe a rug, and they don't have any money left. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're left with, like, okay, well, can we do some photographs on the wall? But, you know, you need some art to yeah. Bring it life. Yeah. So I think that's a big problem for people. So what we suggest is let's start one room at a time and let's Just complete, get a room done. Yeah. Let's mm-hmm. complete one room. What's the most important room to do first? Where you mm-hmm. spend the most time. Okay. So there's like a bedroom, room or, family mm-hmm. room, kitchen, right. wherever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You said something about taking your client's favorite pieces and finding the perfect spot for them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is such a good way for someone who's just starting there. Like maybe if they're doing it themselves. Right. And they're just starting their own house or maybe they've moved or something. That's like the perfect way to like just take that first step. Right. You know, like if you have a dresser or something that you bought somewhere and you love it, then Mm -hmm. find the perfect spot for it. Just like you said. Right. Because if you like, I feel like it's all about to me, um, like focal points. And if you turn that thing you love into that one focal point in the room, 
then everything else kind of falls in place. Mm -hmm. And kind of looking at that item outside of the box of what that item is. It could be a chest from your grandmother, you know, Mm -hmm. a bedroom chest or something. But that could live in any room. And where would it really Mm -hmm. be a nice statement and get a lot Mm -hmm. of visual impact? And and like you said, have just the right spot, the right wall. you could refurbish it, paint it. I don't refinish it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you feel about brown furniture? Mm. 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 Controversial. It's it's coming <laughs> up a she's lot. Like crinkling lately. her nose. Like, I know. Mm. I've seen it. A I've lot. got some, but I think if you mix it right, because it means something to me. So I have this old grandfather clock, and I have um, the other big piece of brown furniture. I have is this big French armoire, which I know is very passe right now. But you know, I think if you mix it with the right stuff, and to mm-hmm. me, it means something. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to England, I could either buy a car. Or an armoire. And I'm really glad I bought the armoire because I still have it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that decision. You know? <laughs> How did you so, justify that decision to yourself when you were thinking through your pros and cons? Like, I, I can take a taxi. Yeah. And you're in a <laughs> metropolitan city. Yeah. You're in, I was in the middle of London. You mm-hmm. know, you walk anyway. There are trains, <laughs> you know. I just could imagine giving my son money and being like, okay, honey, you can either buy a piece of furniture or a no, car. This wasn't a really nice car, <laughs> but it was a really nice armoire. It was a moped. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Get it. it was a mini something. I don't know. An old, old one. Something like that. Well, but yeah, that's sort of like Atlanta versus London. You can get away without true. a car in London. You can't. No, you can't. It's not very walkable. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. No. What is your favorite design error, furniture wise? Oh, probably like 40s, like French style. Mm. It's clean, but still, it, there's there was a lot of brown furniture then. Yes, I don't. I just like I like mixing it all up. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, an era particularly, as it is as much as it is like uh, the piece of furniture that I fall in love with, whether mm-hmm. it's because it's carved or where it's from, or I don't. I don't know. Right, that's just a hard, item that's by a hard item. question. Yeah, and I think it's hard for maybe not all interior designers, but for me, just because I like seeing it all. <laughs> you mm-hmm. want it all. I want it, Play all. it all. When you are designing furniture, for is it? Are you fixing a? Are you doing a need or like usually? Uh, yeah, usually yeah. something you can't find. It's usually not something like you're totally dreaming up and saying, "Oh, you need this." Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not there. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I was a furniture designer like yourself. But. <laughs> Yeah. But if here's the scary thing, if it's not just right, you're like screwed. That's why you have contracts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, if lots I, of I would drawings, never do it for myself, you know. Or I, mean, I guess I would if I like really needed something. But, but if you it had, would be scary. if you had a table you loved that existed in the world, but you needed a very specific coffee table size, say of that exact thing, right? You could have that made. You know, if you're Easily. if you're yeah. living room with some weirdo size, you could. But they can always yeah. mess. I mean, sure, they can. Just because you send them a picture doesn't mean. I mean, you probably have amazing like people that you've worked with for. Artisans. Years, we so too. Yeah. So they're they have the very advanced person. like, you know, CAD drawings and right. you know, all that kind they of stuff that doing. better help you visualize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you this. You talked about how people have these giant houses. Yes. And then they're out of money and they can't afford to mm-hmm. you know, it's crazy. Right? Um, but if I do have a limited budget and I'm trying to tackle a project, what do you feel like the best place to invest my money in is? Or that's part A. Part B is how can I save money? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I think that you should always spend your money on your upholstery, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to have to replace that. So buy something that's very clean lined. 
Mm-hmm. And um, it gets a lot of wear. And it gets a lot of wear. Spend the money on the upholstery that you're sitting in all the time. Right. I'm not saying like the little settee that you set in the in the foyer that nobody sits on, but the one that's in the family room in front of the TV. That needs the dough. Yeah. And I feel like to... that's where people want to skimp. Right. Because I don't get they're it. like, oh, well, we're going to be on that all the time. It's going to get ruined. I'm like, it won't get ruined. If you right. buy something that's a nice quality and you get a great durable mm-hmm. fabric, you can always recover it. Right. Yeah, like you said, it's the opposite of what I think. And who wants right. to like watch a Netflix marathon on Uncut? Yeah, yeah. Right, and you gradually fun. sink to the middle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, money, blow me out. You feel the yeah. board underneath you. <laughs> You're like, oh, money. <laughs> oh, we can get a rug now. Yeah. I have money on the sofa. <laughs> so we should splurge on our upholstery and only buy good quality, mm-hmm. unless it's some little occasional piece, and then we could get something sure. that just looks cute. Yeah, like you could do some occasional chairs. Right. To go with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to mix that up anyway, you know, in a different material. Don't mm-hmm. do upholstered ones or fully upholstered ones. Have them have a different material like iron or wood or wicker or something to make, you know, add some texture and interest. Right. And I certainly think you could save money there. I just redid one of the rooms in my house and I had congratulations. To thank, thank you. Your yes. nursery, her nursery. Yes. She has my a nursery. new baby. Yes. yes. So we had to empty a room. We didn't have an extra room. I'll put it that way. So I had to change my art room into a nursery. Yeah. And I had, so it's I worth shift, it. Yes. I, <laughs> so I shifted everything and I was, it's that similar where it forces you to realize, you know, each piece you're like, what am I doing with you? Do I love you? Am I going to do something with you? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you see things in your own home. And I think everybody does this, including designers. And you have it in one spot. And you, after a while, you just can't picture it anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Right. So sometimes, like, I'll have a friend come over, another interior designer, one of my art friends, and she'll come over and she'll be like, all right, we're taking it all down and we're moving it all around. And it's That's so smart. Yeah, yeah, so fun. Getting an yeah. outside eye that isn't yep. as emotionally attached. Yeah. I'm super emotionally attached on my Right, side, we all right? are. We all are. You know one thing I'm dying to do? What? Okay, I really, well, I don't think I would actually ever do this, but I really want to. Maybe one day I'll get motivated. Ooh, okay. I can't wait. So I would love to have one of our stylists mm. from our, our, that styles our catalogs, like Natalie or Jenny or somebody, and like take all of my accessories, right. everything I own, out of, like some things that have like tucked away in drawers that I've got tired of and pull it all out and have them like totally re-accessorize. Restyle your house. Yes, restyle everything. Do it. But it's, I mean, it's more just like, that's a lot. You pay them a day rate to come over on a Saturday. They do it. No, no. When they know it. It's not that. It's it's pulling everything out. (laughs) Well, that part's never fun. You know, like. We just did that the other day and it was so fun. We, I mean, I'm sure it's because I've, doing it so long but it's one of my favorite things to do yeah and the clients really started to get into it because we did a built-in bookcase for them in this living room that they never use so we're using it as a multi-purpose room now mm-hmm. and they said oh we have to buy all new accessories i said wait a minute let me just see what you have uh-huh. and they pulled everything out and we we didn't fill it so it was too full mm-hmm. but we did it in like an hour and a half they were pulling stuff out of the attic wow out of the basement it looked Awesome. What kind of stuff did they put on the shelves? Just okay, wondering. so they had things like they had a stethoscope that was one of their grandfathers. They oh, had cool. a Bible from another grandfather, you know, old things. Then they had new things. They had, a, they had baby shoes from one of their kids. I mean, just neat like, things yeah. like that. And I would say to them, all right, I need some books, you know, because you, as you know, right, you got to prop right. everything. You can't just have the stuff lined up. Right. <laughs> Pictures. We put some photographs in there. So of you people use that, the books for varying heights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
really fun. It's so much better than going to Home Goods and buying right like mm-hmm. twenty two things and sticking right. it on your shelf and then like oh it looks pretty but it means nothing to me. Right. Mm. Right. So you just said they had a room that they didn't use and you made right. it into a multi-purpose room. Right. How did you make that previously unused room relevant to that family? How did you make it real? Well, they really needed some place. She needed a desk. She needed some place to put things. And in this big home, they really didn't have any bookshelves. So they couldn't display any of these things that meant anything to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said, well, why don't we just put a book, instead of put a bookcase here, let's just do a built-in. Yeah. yeah. So it's a little cleaner because the room wasn't large. And the biggest compliment was the next day after we rearranged basically things that they already had, we just built the bookcase for them. They called and said, oh, we all spent the night in there. And we sat and we had a drink and it was so nice. And our kids came in. We played a game. Oh, wow. I I know. That must make you feel so good. You want people to use all the rooms in their home. How can we do that? Because often... People don't use dining rooms, or right? If it doesn't have a television in it, we don't use it. Right. I mean, should we put a TV in every room? How can we make our rooms <laughs> I know. usable? What if she was like, yes, yes, a TV <laughs> That's what you're in missing. every room? <laughs> yes, huge. No, yes. <laughs> no, I don't. Gosh, I think people have too many places to eat. Mm-hmm. That's part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, you know, too many people eat at the bar. Right. I'm I don't gu- like that. I'm guilty of it sometimes. We do it sometimes, but you, you know, know what I don't like about eating at the bar? And it's super convenient. Right. Um, and I find us doing it more now that there are just three of us at home instead of right. four of us at home. But what I really don't like about it is that you're not looking at each other. Right. You're not you conversing. Have to, like, get a crick in your neck. Yeah. To, like, you're right. looking <laughs> forward or at your plate or right. you know, and our bar doesn't face a television. Our television is so huge that it's almost like a surround sound television. <laughs> so if you look anywhere in the room, you can probably see that television. Yep. Um, but it does not foster conversation in any way. And it all it does is make it a place to put a plate and fill your face up. Right. And, and a meal is like with your family. What could be yeah. better than like, let's sit down and look at each other in the eye. I know. And I stare at like each other until words day. come out. I've never <laughs> understood the bar thing, but I feel like the reason you have a bar is like, so someone can talk to you while you're cooking. That's true. Right. And that's not a good point. To eat, like I wouldn't. I'll feed like the teenagers drinking. breakfast yes. there. <laughs> someone that's else easy. is drinking, talking to you while you're cooking and drinking. Cooking and drinking. Yeah, yes. exactly. Taryn, you solved it. I know. Yeah. It's not for eating. You said it's the word just for bar, drinking. And, and I you're was like, like oh, what do I do at the bar? <laughs> or like maybe breakfast. Mystery or something like That's true. They really do casual, have breakfast bars. Right. It's called mimosas. But it's ironic mm-hmm. because the dining room is often the most expensive room to decorate in your home and people don't use it. Why is it expensive? Because the table or the table rug Table and add up the chairs. Oh, yeah. Because you need I a mean, lot of them. And yeah. you need a nice light fixture and those can be pricey. Right. And a nice rug and a sideboard. And, and they yeah. often have drapery. Right. And I try mm-hmm. to encourage people to use their dining room. Like, okay, I really want you to sit here. You're going to sit here and I'll give them placemats. For gifts. <laughs> yeah. like, go in or and you sit gave down. Us placements. I go, yeah, I want you to sit at your dining room and eat sit there down every and night. Do it's important. It. Yeah. Why don't people cloth like napkins. it? Cloth napkins. What's wrong with cloth napkins? I love we harp cloth. on that. Balls Roth all that? the time. Very important. Yes. They're ultimately less expensive than paper napkins. Of course. Why are people It's the ultimate recyclable product, exactly. right? Are there any design qualities or tricks you can do to your dining room or maybe that you do for your clients that makes it a space that they want to use and not they feel obligated to use or but doesn't scared feel intimidating to maybe use. yeah right well often we won't use like real formal dining room tables and chairs you know mm-hmm. make it less formal 
so it feels more comfortable and less intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, like for myself, we put bookshelves in there, so there are books around and pictures, I love so it that. feels more yeah. comfortable. Like a library. Yeah, a little more with a library feel, and we've done that for clients before too, so if they're not using it as a dining room, just pile it up with books and go in there and sit and read. I love that look. Yeah, yeah make sure you have comfortable chairs. Mm-hmm. I bet, too, like having a table that's not huge. Mm-hmm. You know, those tables that if there's two people at it, you feel like you're right. the queen of England. Right. Sitting at the end of the table. Right. So you do like, but you have to have a certain size and a certain size dining room. You have to have the right, right size dining table. But we've got this great um, table at the shop right now. So it's got two leaves inset. So you can have three different sizes of the table. That's nice. Yeah. And we just the, uh, sold it to a client who's using it. And I went over there the other day and they had it small for when it's just the husband and wife. And then when the kids come home, they open it up. And then for parties, they open it all the way up. I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Great. That's kind of perfect. I want that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I know. Taryn, go design that right yeah. now. I need Come to see it. it. Okay. Is it round or is it square? It's rectangular. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So when round it's the tiniest, awesome. is it rectangular or is it square? When it's at its tiniest. It's still a rectangle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Excellent. I do love a round dining table. Because mm-hmm. I, like yeah. I like round, but... Very often, round tables don't have leaves. True. Like a Some lot of, of times, those, they're just like very intricate ones will pop out and have mm-hmm. like all kinds of machinery that makes them I don't into. Think we a... don't have any round ones that have leaves. We did this other cool thing once, and the table was a small rectangular, but they and they didn't have any other furniture in the room. So what we did was we built two consoles mm-hmm. that we put against the wall. Mm-hmm. But then when they needed it, when they needed the extra length, you could stick them to, at the ends of the table. That That's so cool. smart. I need that. That's pretty yeah. smart. Because right cool. now I make my husband take this table, roll it out onto the deck. Then I bring up two long Giardino folding tables, which are our outdoor tables. They're teak on the top and they fold in their metal at right. the bottom. And I run it all the way down this room and I can see like 16 people. This is like a Christmas and Thanksgiving. Fun, no, very fun. He, he doesn't like it. No. He does not think that's fun. He thinks that I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I need, yeah, I need handy ways to make this little table seat 22. Okay. Well, here's a question. Do y'all, well, do you serve like family style or right. are you serving it like a buffet or an island or something? It depends on right. the meal. Like if it's a lovely dinner party, I'm not doing family style. No. I'm plating it in the kitchen and. Right. Then but, you can have a pretty centerpiece. Right. Mm-hmm. But Thanksgiving, you you you're put the food. putting 4,000 pounds of food on right. your groaning table. You put, you, you have your Thanksgiving food on your table? And always, the buffet. And the buffet. Mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. I've always questioned that. What do you do? Well, there's your space. Yeah. Our, our, yeah. I know. So what do right. you have, like a, a, buffet a buffet set up in the kitchen or something? Yeah. Because it's not a very thick. My mom's has like an old English table and it's not yeah, very it's not big wide. To yeah. Do that. So everyone grabs their plate and fills it up mm-hmm. and then sits down. Yeah. I like that too. It's, but it's hard when my table is shoved up against the wall and you can't get around it. <laughs> so yeah. you have to get your plate. Everybody's situation is different. <laughs> I love a centerpiece, but I don't think you should go over like 12 inches. You Maybe need to be able to see everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I get unless like it's it. like wispy orchids or something, right? Like that. So it's true. Like not a lot, but just a little. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mm-hmm. I always but question yeah. that because when you go to the wet, like some weddings, and they have some massive one in the center right. of the table, and you are you're yeah. like, well, I can talk to the people here. Yeah, so you have to peer right. and then you end it. up moving the centerpiece. We've mm-hmm. we've done flowers for weddings and some different things, but yeah, you have to be really cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really pretty to do like several small low vases. I love those, mm-hmm. so, and they're easy yeah. to do. It's manageable yeah. for people like me who are flower challenged. 
Yeah. Those are you shove a bunch of something in a little container and put it down the table. Yeah, just with like one some stem dotives. in each face and do always an odd number, five faces down the middle of the mm-hmm. table. Okay. There you go. We That's always lovely. turn to entertaining. I think we <laughs> we do. We love to entertain. Yeah. yeah. Do you entertain a lot? We don't. And my excuse has been a small child. How old can't is your child? See, she's not so small anymore. Now she's eight. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh-uh, I can't do that anymore. No. We do a lot of play dates, um, but yeah. um, we're very excited because we're just finishing up a renovation. So Ooh. now we're, yeah, we kind of got our house to where we really like it now. So we're like, okay, let's plan a party. Wait, tell us all about the renovation. Yeah, we want to hear do? all about your renovation. Oh, we did, we did everything. So we bought sort of this groovy, funky ranch house not far from here. And it's what we've always wanted, and we found it on this little cul-de-sac street. Before we moved in, we ripped out the family room, kitchen wall, dining room wall, and made that one larger space. Painted and moved in. Yeah. Painted the whole house and moved in and redid all the floors, so made them all hardwoods because it was like half hardwoods here, and then you had mm-hmm. those big, thick satia tiles over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you went up and down. It's not a big house, so you know, it's just all broken up. So we kind of did that for the flow of the house. And then we had lovely bathrooms. One was yellow, mm-hmm. yellow tile, yellow toilet, yellow sink. Mm-hmm. Nice, mm-hmm. of course. Cracked shower. That mm. was my daughter's bathroom for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but we did the basement after that because we knew we could live in the basement while our master bedroom was being redone. Uh-huh. So we finished the basement and put a bathroom in down there. And smart. there's a little kitchen down there already. And we kind of redid that a little in-law suite. So our parents can stay down there. It's really comfortable for guests. Then we tackled my daughter's bathroom. That What'd yellow you do with bathroom. that yellow toilet? I mean, I know people were dying. They were knocking on the door. (laughs) Oh, wow. I mean, there were some cool vintagey things. They'd taken really good care of this house. There was the um, razor drop. Like it was this little. (gasps) Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's got a hole in it. It's like a soap dish with a hole in it, right? Yes. And then when, well, it was in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And so when they ripped out the wall, they found all these old razor blades. It was crazy. So was the, I mean, was there ever a way to empty it? I don't know. No, it's weird. You just always throw your razors in there. Yeah, kind of icky, right? Yeah, I just, it was a hole in the wall. I was collecting old razors. Yeah, but tiny. I mean, it's like a little yeah, sliver, a little slit. just a slit. It's like exactly razor blade sized. Yeah, and then they had these cool, and I tried to incorporate them into one of our bathrooms, but I couldn't. But they had these cool um, kind of revolving little doors where the toothpaste and toothbrush was supposed to go with the glass. So you'd turn it and it would be flush to the wall. Okay. And then you'd rotate it out and you'd have like a, this little cup in your toothbrush. But of course the toothbrushes, I don't know, in the 60s were like, what, six inches tall. Right. Ours are like big, massive mm-hmm. rotating with motors. things with motors yeah. and stuff. Those were kind of cool. Oh, cool. They, sometimes they'll have in old um, medicine cabinets, they have a razor drop too. Where it goes yes. in like the door. Yeah, and we had the old medicine cabinet. cabinets. We tried to incorporate those. That didn't work. Uh, I love to reuse stuff, but I did give it to a friend. Who was building an old house and she put him in her house, which oh, I think was neat. neat. Yeah. Neat. So are you finished? Oh gosh. Yes, almost. We're waiting for the screens to go in on our screened in porch. We raised the roof in the living porch. room and added a screened in porch and then added a master suite. And you lived 
through mm-hmm. it all. I would never advise a cleric to do that. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing took, I mean, off and on stop and go three years because we'd have to give ourselves breaks financially and mentally. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, oh li- like li- physically living through a renovation is yeah. not advisable. No, Mm-mm. but we're still all together, so that's good that's sign. Really good mm-hmm. That's good, considering we work together too. <gasps> yeah. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, my husband and his best friend we are the three business partners at the at the store. Wow. Yeah. And I don't think I answered your question earlier because I never intended to have like a full-blown shop. Yeah. But they were both sort of at the end of their job and they were in the rug business and they, you know, they wanted to just do something and I was like, "Oh, that'd be fun." The three of us, we should <laughs> open a store. Why wouldn't we do that? Let's do it. 2008. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So we opened a showroom in 2008 and like 6 months later the market crashed and we had to kind of, we were still in business. So that was really good. Yeah, and it taught divorced. us lots of lessons about what to do and what not to do. And yeah, crazy, crazy times, yeah. but it all worked out. So when you, I, I take it, you probably had to either buy a lot of new furniture or maybe rethink when you did your reno. Not really. Not really? I mean, owning a store, you can, Right. purchase from the store yeah, you work handy. in or <laughs> well, that was gonna you be know, that question. kind of thing yeah do you have a, I mean I take it you buy a lot from your own store but like like you shop a lot there like nowhere to get stuff yes do you yeah. have any other places that you like to go like well, I love Ballard <laughs> well great tea up good answer uh-huh. perfect no I do I do love Ballard let's see some other stores that we like to go to well, I love our neighbor, Steve McKenzie. Like, he's great for smalls mm-hmm. and things like that. He's got great stuff. I mean, of course, because I'm on the west side, we, we shop over there. and There's I, great shopping on the yeah, west side. Yeah, and I love your store over there. I pop in there all the time. Mm-hmm. And we, I was just listening to the Ann Mashburn podcast, mm-hmm. and they just opened today. They did. Like, their little homewares. Right. And they have shop. a coffee shop a now. Oh coffee my gosh. shop. Yeah. That's so adorable. cute. And I didn't go in, but it looks like maybe there's children's clothes. Is that crazy? Well, she used to have children's clothes, so I think she is doing it again. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. we'll have to hit that. I know I remember clothing my daughter in those little, so cute. Mm. Did you have a little girl or a little boy? Little boy. Okay. But mm-hmm. I found there's some really cute stuff for that, too. There are. Surprisingly. Have you, have you bought a bunch of baby clothes? I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Obviously, we Obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so cute. Um, but yeah, we have to go check out that store. Out. Yeah. Uh, I saw yeah. that they were renovating, but I didn't know it was a home store. Mm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they took over another favorite shop of mine, G. Gilbert. Yes. She retired. Um, yeah. They got a compound going on over there. They day. do. Nice. Taking they, over Atlanta. They do. It's fun over there. Well, when y'all come over there, we'll go to lunch. and. Okay. Well, our office is over there, so that's good. Yeah. Where's Where's your office? Our office is on the corner of DeFore and Howell Mill. That's kind of where they put store. that big QT oh. in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's the same okay. building as our store. Yeah, that's, that's what I is. thought. So we're building a big new store over on the west side. Awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, near Top Golf. Okay. And um, and then we'll take the store out of our office and have more office space. Wonderful. That's exciting. So it's just open in June. Wow. Mm, it's under construction right now. Wow. Mm, it's 20,000 square feet. Are we going to have a big opening party? Yes, we'll have yay. a big opening party. <laughs> yeah, I've got the date and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. June something. Yeah, see, our side of town's just blowing up. It is. We are <laughs> the cool kids. It's called the Upper West Side. No, <laughs> what they're trying to name it. I didn't know just that. Just saying. I've never heard the upper part. Obviously. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Makes it much better. <laughs> <laughs> just like Manhattan. Mm-hmm. 
Well, should we ha answer dilemma? Yes. We have some two okay, I'm burning dilemmas. Okay. You better bring it, Laura. I'm ready. Okay. Mm. The first is from Melissa. She says, my name is Melissa, and I'm from Syracuse, New York. Whoop, whoop. I, I have to shout out to New York. Married to New Yorker. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Me too. Oh, there you go. Okay, See? so all the shout outs. Okay. <laughs> um, I absolutely love your podcast and have learned so much already. I purchased my home a little under a year ago, and it is a 192. Maybe it means 1920s. I think it's a 1920s okay, bungalow. I started reading that before I finished. Okay. She left off the zero. Okay, so <laughs> it's a 20s bungalow with a lot of original woodwork. An extra amount of work in general. I feel you, girl. Mm -hmm. My living room is narrow in size and has a fireplace that is a, is running pretty much the entire winter. My question for you ladies is if I should use an area rug and possibly layer two, one under the couch and one overlapping under the chair and ottoman. I'm worried no. that it will look too, <laughs> I'm worried it will look too busy and tight, but I'm open for suggestions. Side note, I am in the process of decorating this room and the gallery wall is not finished. And the oh, she's explaining all the. <laughs> I love that she's doing a gallery wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the gallery wall's looking pretty great. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So it's a pretty shallow room. Mm -hmm. So and the sofa faces directly into the um, fireplace, and then there's a chair on one end and a, a I think wall the, on the other. One of the bigger biggest problems, and this is kind of what she refers to in the thing, is there's a big um, what you call it, like an apron or something that. Is like a tile. Um, the hearth yeah, comes like the out hearth. of the room. Yeah, yeah. It and does. it sort of splits the narrow room in in half and makes it a little shallower. So it's it's awkward to place a rug because right. it's not right. a rectangle. Well, I mean, my opinion is that you should never layer rugs unless you're like in the bazaar in Istanbul or something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just it's not going to work. I think I've got two solutions for you. One. I think you should just do one long rug all the way across. I mean, I would love it if you could flip your chair, but I can't really tell from the space. I think maybe there's a doorway that goes in there. All your furniture is kind of lined up, but it may have to be. It's hard to tell from the photos. But um, a big suggestion for you would be, if you're open to it, to make that fireplace less, um, to make it paint it. Yeah, paint, paint it. that brick fireplace, girl. I was trying to girl. think of a nice way to say it's it because really some people a... are so against it. But mm. I'm like, you need to make that recess into the room because yes. that's the only thing you're seeing in that room is that fireplace. Mm. And, you know, it's not architecturally fantastic. So I would just make it go away. Paint it the color of your wall. Yep. It yep. sticks out a lot and it's just brick. Yep. Um, it's sort of big, heavy. And then what you'll focus on is the fire, which sounds like what mm -hmm. you're really interested in and what you use all the time. My other thought is that you could do um, you could do bra loom, which is wall to wall carpet, and you could actually have it cut to the exact specifications mm -hmm. of your room. So it could be like more of a U shape instead of layering rugs. It would be a much cleaner look. So, so you're you saying like she idea. should get a rug cut to size, not put down wall to wall carpet. She should go get a, like when you go to Myers and they'll cut something Correct. sort of U-shaped that'll fit exactly around right. this beautiful a space. seagrass, some, just a wool sisal would be pretty in there, yeah. you know? Because it doesn't, I mean, it, it could fit all the way back to the wall behind the sofa. So she's saying, you know, should I, it's sort of shallow, there's right. not enough space. Well, you know, put it under your sofa. Right. All the way back. If you don't want to do a custom size, don't put a runner, you know, kind of 
in front right. of your sofa between right. I mean, that's and the, yeah. something I mean that's one of our biggest parts our, we make our own rugs in um, India and Nepal so we know a lot about rugs and you never want your like rug to look like a little postage stamp Mm-mm. in the mm-hmm. middle of a room I have another suggestion too, just for this room in general, to make yeah. this room super livable. So she has a it's a sofa, a chair and an ottoman and a coffee table. And like we said, it's long and narrow. Right. And she's got this ottoman sitting with her chair because clearly it's comfy. You sit there, you watch television, you want to put your feet up. Right. Why not make that coffee table an upholstered piece or something so that you can all put your feet up you can get rid of the ottoman yeah. pull the chair in closer so it really yes. feels more like a seating unit right it's going on and put another chair down at the other end yeah balance it uh-huh instead mm-hmm. of that she Give has a chest balance. she has a wooden chest at one end that's directly opposed to the chair and ottoman right. so have two chairs looking into each other with an upholster thing or something that you're comfortable, you even use the chest in the middle to put your feet on. Right, that's what I was thinking. It looks a little high though. Yeah, it is a little high I for a comfortable foot. Yeah, yeah, the chest is really great looking. You could use it as a side table still with one of your pieces. Right, right. Um, but I like that idea. Because I, I, I see what you're doing with that ottoman and that leather chair. You want to have comfort. And I, I mean, I'm, 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 I love television, so I'm watching it every night and I've got my feet up. But, you know, that coffee table doesn't seem to be the thing that's going to make this room comfortable for you. Right. And then break up the set. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like if you could even reupholster that chair, get rid of the ottoman, reupholster that chair in something else. Mm -hmm. Or throw in another chair, another fabric and upholster an ottoman in the middle. That's a different fabric. And then you suddenly don't have a matching three pieces of leather that match. Right. We talked about the built piece episode because one of our other customer questions was had sort of a similar situation. It was just a, small space trying to fit as much seating. Um, when you have like a big rolled arm, like these have big chunky rolled arms and they, they just take up a lot of space and they're really bulky. So maybe, I mean, I don't know if she wants to like buy all new furniture, but if she, like, I'm maybe sure pick, she doesn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I think we can answer she did that for you. That. She's so, like, I would like mm-hmm. a lamp. We're like, yeah. okay, get uh, rid of everything. And <laughs> maybe kidding. either do like just you're like switch the chair or the sofa or something and have like a narrower arm because you can fit. I mean, she could do like two, like that chair and the ottoman is so big. You could do like two chairs in that space if they're like sure you can. smaller or, you know, something that's just has a, a cleaner line because that just the arms alone take up like two feet of space. The other so thing like, that's great in a room like this is just, a chair that swivels, a swivel glider, yeah, yeah. so that you can swivel it around and watch the television, swivel right. it around and talk to the people on the sofa. Yeah. So everything right. in the room isn't oriented oriented towards right. the television. And right. like our Larkin glider would be, I mean, there are tons of different pieces of furniture. It doesn't necessarily have to be our Larkin glider, but what I was going to say about that piece is the, the, um, the arm is like probably two inches and it's super sleek and just tailored mm-hmm. and it well, just it kind of just goes it's super away, comfy. but it's super comfy. I own it. Yeah, my or, teenager you know, loves or, it. Or or just go look at that and see what we're talking about, and then Get go the shopping idea. somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah, right. Can I make another suggestion? Yes. I know she didn't ask about this, but this is a simple little fix. So the curtains. Mm-hmm. So if she raised, if you raised the um, curtain rod up to just below the crown molding, mm-hmm. and then you could you know, get maybe, gosh, just a yard or two of fabric and add it to the bottom so you'd have like a banding. Take it to your dry cleaner and they'll sew it right on And they'll sew it right mm-hmm. up for you. And that'll just add a lot of height to your room and that'll help mm-hmm. with your space. Agreed. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Always put your drapery high yeah. as you can. 
Okay, so this is a long rectangle. I've, I'm asking this because I want to know if this is wrong too. So say financially she's just in to buy a rug and she needs to buy a market rug. Right, not, right, custom. not custom. Could she, because this is a long rectangle, could she buy two 8x10s, something simple, maybe an, uh, just a solid, and run them long across? Is that wrong or right? I don't. We don't know the exact dims, but right. what's your thought on that? Well, I think if she, if it was something like a low shag or something where you couldn't see that it was seamed in the middle, mm-hmm. you know, certain kinds you of carpets you yeah. certainly could seem, but um, something with a pattern you could do, like even a Moroccan style with a big lattice pattern, you could mm-hmm. probably do something like that. But otherwise so, it might look like a craft project going wrong. Right. Here's the thing though, like if you, if you go to a carpet place, like a Myers, that's mm-hmm. an Atlanta right. store, like, and you, it's actually not as expensive as you think to get right. one. I mean, it depends on the material, right? Like right. if you get a sea seagrass or something, right. it's not I oh. feel like saying the word custom makes people like it's scary. Right. It doesn't make it more expensive. But just I would get it priced out just in case I mean And you could just also, in case. couldn't you buy then, like for instance, couldn't you buy a big old nine by twelve and then take it somewhere and have them cut that U out? Sure. I would think I you could. Jobson that. would do it. I mean lots of people would do yeah. it. Yeah. That might be more of a hassle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think if she just got something, that, it's hard to know the dimension of this room. But right. But like I, we've said, I feel like you an do eight it by right. ten would just fit do in it there. Right. Well, I just think, do it one time and yeah. Do yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, if you went to like Myers, like we were talking about, yeah. you'd probably spend like, I don't know, $500 right. to get the exact. And, and that's you know, going to be dimensions. cheaper than two eight buttons, anyways. Probably. Right. Sure. And I mean, it always looks so professional, too. When you see someone mm-hmm. that had it custom cut, you're always like, right. man. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I always like it, like, since we're talking about sisals and seagrasses, if you surge it instead mm-hmm. of bind it, mm-hmm. I think that can help give a little more custom. Because yeah. I had to get a custom surge. runner made, and surge. it was not any cheap. I mean, it was not any more expensive than buying just the standard. Right. I just needed it to be shorter because I didn't want it to cover a vent. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty you much the it. same price. Yeah. And the one that I used was online, and you can just type in your dimensions, and they'll make the rug nice. size. I don't think right. that would work for here because you need a cutout. But I mean, yeah, but that cutout's easy to measure. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the way to go for yeah. that room. It's going to um, really make it feel bigger, finish. Yeah. yeah, and finish and paint your fireplace. Paint your fireplace. Mm-hmm. Color of the Those wall. are our two big tips. And raise your drapery. Yeah, yep. go buy some fabric that, like, say for instance, you do get another chair, or you do get some. Right. Maybe get some. Here's what you do: you get some fabric, you make some throw pillows that match, and you put them on the bottom of the panels. There so you then you've cut, got a little pattern that mm-hmm. you're tying into your room and your dry cleaner can make all that for you. Yep. Be like, I want 20 inch squares. You buy a little filler. Right. Pillow Gee. fillers. You probably Man, have some pillows great. right here and you can shove in there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Done. Man. Melissa in Syracuse. Done and done. Get some <laughs> <laughs> all right, we have one more, huh? Okay. We have another one. This is from Jackie. <gasps> also in New York. Yes. It's our New York week. She said we already, we answered a previous question of hers. I guess so. I don't know. Jackie, yes. good. I can't remember. She says, hi, guys. Love the podcast, and thank you for answering my previous question. Now I have another. Oh, I remember because she had this beautiful house. Okay. She says, my New York City living room is quite small, and I'm having the hardest time deciding on a new sofa, color, and fabric. The walls are white. The rug is sisal. I have your Boca coffee table along with a small dark wood bookcase and a dark wood side table. The dresser, which the TV sits on across from the sofa, is a light painted gray. So my dilemma is this. I know what sofa I want. It comes in cotton, performance linen, linen, and velvet. 
I cannot decide between the cotton and the light gray or a performance linen in an ivory. I'm very scared to have an ivory sofa, but I think it would look the best for the room itself. On the other hand, in general, I would really prefer a light gray, but will that be too much light gray with the dresser? The light gray fabric and the light gray dresser are about the same shade. I do not want a dark gray because I currently have a slate color and I have been dying for something lighter. I do not want a beige or taupe because with the rug, <laughs> I think it will be too much brown for me. Mm-hmm. So I cannot decide between performance linen or cotton, and I also cannot decide on the color. The performance linen does not come in light gray. Will okay, the cotton guys. be durable? What? I looked up Jackie. Yes. Um, she, we answered her question for her mom. That's why I was so confused. Oh. So she was the one that had the picture the, hanging too low? Yes, the picture hanging too, too low. Too high, too um, high. Without its pants on. Yes, without its pants on. <laughs> Your neighbor said it looked like it lost its pants. Oh, that's funny. Oh. We remember you, Jackie. First of all, look at her gallery wall. Um, Bravo. Her living room is so stinking cute. Her, I mean, uh, so uh, cute. House, her apartment or whatever is so stylish and yes, chic. Yes, we love mm-hmm. it. And I love that she it. describes it like, oh, it's a dresser. It. She has taken this long dress. I guess it is. It could be right. a dresser and painted it light gray. And it looks like it might even have a marble top. I don't know. Maybe she painted it white. I love that our printouts are in black and white. Karen, <laughs> you're fired. <laughs> Guys, the printer was broken today. I printed it. Like, <laughs> You can't tell what anything is, but I know from my memory that this is a beautiful I'm light sorry. gray dresser. Caroline, can you pull this up on your computer? <laughs> and a dark gray sofa. <laughs> it's okay. I can't. I'm but sorry, it's so good chic memories. and beautiful, and I love the way she's taken this dresser, thrown a TV on it, but not in the middle. It's off on the side of this long dresser, and right. then she's got a lamp and a little stack of books and a piece of art, and it just makes it all this one cool statement as opposed to, like, here's my television. Oh, look, here okay. it is in color. There you go. Beautiful, isn't it? Jackie, great taste. Yeah, she doesn't need us. All right, so Laura, yeah. what do you think? Should she get an ivory sofa or a gray sofa? I think she should go light gray. I, do I think too. if you went ivory, it would just blend in with the walls. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even see it. I agree, it's too dark right now. I think the light gray would actually balance the dresser across mm-hmm. from it. Agreed. I think it'd be really pretty. It'd be just a you know a nice little a nice contrast. I would change your lampshade though. I would change that black lampshade to something. Maybe do that in a gray tone Not or quite a beige or something. Yeah, it's too strong. Mm-hmm. For that side, I'd love that round mercury glass lamp, though. It looks yeah, like it's a fantastic. Lamp. It looks great. I, mean, I love having gosh. that really round shape with the rectangular yep. television. It really offsets those shapes. Yeah, I think um, you need a little. Nice I mean, we're getting so picky in this fabulous room, but on top of those books, maybe something a little taller, something a little more organic, like maybe a branch or I don't know, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that breaks up all that linear. Beautiful stuff we got going on though, but that is so good. And I love that gallery walls, coffee table. That's ours. I know the Boca. It's fabulous. Everybody go Google that right now and buy one. I mean, I want one. It's It's beautiful. It looks so good here too. Wish she could move that. She's got a vase with some branches over on top of that bookcase. I wonder if she moved that over on top of the books themselves. On top of the books themselves, or Mm -hmm. onto the side of the books. It needs. A little something up there. Yeah, the books to pull need it up. to be shaken up a little bit. Maybe leave one flat and the other's vertical. And but I think that that's pace. that floating shelf that you have to put them in that way. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm oh, you're talking, talking about, about the on top of the dresser. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The the, yeah, the little shorter dark bookshelf. Yeah. yeah. And I'd probably hang the piece that's on top of the bookcase instead of just leaning it. Mm, this is great, though. I know. I want, I want her to have us over for uh, Prosecco. Yeah. So she does ask about performance linen, oh. cotton, Oh, regular back to that, linens. what she asked us about. Right, her mm-hmm. actual question. Yeah. 
thought we did that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say from personal experience with my linen slipcovered um, sofa, it kind of can stretch out and like sag a little bit, which is kind of part of its charm, right? Because it's like a natural fabric and it kind of feels relaxed and casual. But just know that maybe going in that. It, that her linen? Yeah, linen yeah. will but stretch out. But a performance out. linen is not going to be Correct. linen. It's going to be made out of acrylic. Yes. Which sounds not sexy, but uh, like the technology today. The umbrella fabrics yes. or yep. those fabrics they're are amazing. really, really stunning. So they're going to hold their shape better. And I mean, if you have an option that's performance, that it's something that's the color you like, you know, I would, I would go performance. Especially if it's already like, but it's going to be light gray. You know, but that's what she was saying. The linen didn't come in the light gray. Oh right? yeah, performance linen is in ivory, ivory mm-hmm. or cotton in light gray. Ah, cotton in light gray. Yeah, your cotton's gonna be fine. That's right. I mean, I think the cotton's great. Yeah. yeah, just you know what? If you spill wine on it, then you unzip it and throw it in the washer and right. don't put it in the dryer. Yeah, that's the great thing. OxyClean. Yeah, yeah, and take it out a little damp mm-hmm. and put it back on the cushion. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I've done so it a stretch billion out. times. Yeah, just try not to get it onto the hard upholstered parts. <laughs> yeah. And then buy big pillows and cover it. You up. can always spray some vector on that. Yeah. See? <gasps> seal it up. Well, micro seal goes a long way. Jackie, nice. Or only drink nice. white wine. Or that, yuck. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm fine. Kidding. Certain <laughs> ones. Be one of those awesome oh. people that says you can't drink red wine in my house. Oh. God, those people are downers. Or you go to parties. Please yes. tell me you're not one of those people. Oh, no, I only drink red wine. Okay, okay All good. over my Ooh. house. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you are going to fit in here. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should just be our weekly guest. Yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> love it. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is so much fun. Well, now tell everyone how they can find you and your shop and all of your Instagram and the way that you're publishing yourself all over the world. Yep. Snapchat. I've got an Instagram account, Laura Walker LTD. Lots of pictures on there, fun photos. And the uh, website, Laura Walker LTD again. My store is called Verde Home, and it's Verde Home Inc., Dot com. We've got a great website. Our store is on Brady Avenue on the Upper West Side, mm-hmm. <laughs> right next to Miller Union. A lot of people know Miller Union, yes. the restaurant. Yeah. Over there near King Plow and yep. all that. Thank awesome. you so much. Thanks thank for coming. You. Having you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. You can leave us a review in your podcast app or subscribe to the podcast. We would love that because the episode will download straight to your phone. You don't have to do anything. It just appears on Tuesdays. It's magical. Be sure to send in your questions. Email them to podcast at ballarddesigns.net and we'll answer them on a future episode. And of course, follow us on social media at Ballard Designs. And until next time, happy Happy decorating. decorating.